just look back a bit in time and think of a few words that have been retired, or at least their positive connotation has been reconsidered. The first is resilient, and I think most people don't uh, applaud this term anymore when they think of the crisis and all that has happened to this country in the last few years. The economic pain, the, the brain drain, the poverty, the widespread impunity, the violence, the ongoing battles that have happened that have turned the South once again into a war zone, and the crippling, crippling pain everyone feels when they live in this country today and still consider it home, trying to make ends meet, all types of crime, uh, all statistics that point in a bad direction. I don't think resilient uh, is something that is looked upon anymore to define the, the characteristics of uh, what it means to survive here. I think it's been retired for the right reason. So, resiliency, no. And I don't think Lebanese deserve to be resilient for decades and decades and decades. The other one, resistance, that's happened over time, and uh, that it is, you, well, you have to be ideological to a point that you can't see anymore, can't see in front of you, that Hezbollah is not a resistance force. And there isn't much resistance happening anyway when it comes to Israel by that group. And it is an Iranian army, a shadow army based in this country with infrastructure that extends from Iran to Lebanon to Yemen and beyond. And that is not exactly resistance. That is geopolitical survivability of a military dictatorship, which is based here. Uh, resistance, I think, was retired already prior to October 17, prior to the economic collapse, prior to many things. Uh, I think that word has been shelved to a large degree. Or if it hasn't been shelved, it's been reconsidered in that resistance is not exclusive to that group. And resistance should not be dominated by that group. And terminology here is important even when other groups are not necessarily practicing resistance. But that Hezbollah hijacked a term, watered it down, killed it over time. And no, Hezbollah is not a resistance force. It is a militia force based in, based in this country that gets its way. Now, the other word that I think has not been retired and maybe should be reconsidered is stability. And that word comes and goes whenever there is a regional problem that's impacting this country or whether or not Lebanon is the battlefield for the regional problem itself, stability is floated around. And it doesn't usually come from Lebanese circles. Or if it does, it comes from the violent side. Uh, it comes from Hezbollah and friends. But in regional terms or in international terms, it's also used. And I think it's used in that it's meant to portray a positive outcome to a deteriorating situation. So... What exactly does Lebanon stability mean right now when someone like David Cameron is visiting this country? Or what does it mean when Anthony Blinken uses it? Or for that matter, when uh, Amos Hushstein is here uh, talking about stability in the South or stability at large? I don't think that word is best understood as positive. Uh, I think in Lebanon's case, in long term, uh, the political consequences of stability have been felt and they've paralyzed the country too. Uh, I'll give you two quick examples that have been hammered through on this podcast, and everyone talks about it day and night, 
but it's still important to bring them up. Two cases. One, an individual, Luqman Slim, murdered three years ago tomorrow. A round of bullets to his head, no arrests made, in a part of the country that's well understood to be under Hezbollah's security domain, no advancements made. On the contrary, shelved like many assassinations before him. And three years later, no sign of any of anything worth talking about when it comes to that issue. It's an understanding that there will be no arrests and there will be no follow-up, there will be no justice for Lukman Slim's assassination. That's one case, and it's it's narrow when it comes to the wider, longer story of impunity, crime, murder, terrorism, all of the above. You can take it to the largest example, which is the port blast. Three and a half years ago, tomorrow. The largest non-nuclear blast in modern history, where a nation rose up prior to the port blast, and once again after the port blast, national demand for some accountability and every single step made in what looked like a positive direction walls put in place threats issued and judges that were either sent home or paralyzed from doing their job and now what looks like over time the dismantlement of that investigation even though it never really took off and the end of any accountability for what led to over 200 deaths, thousands of thousands of injured Lebanese, homes destroyed, the city permanently scarred up until today. You still see the scars left from the Port Blast, and you will for years to come. And we get accustomed to not just the uh, destruction that has really torn certain neighborhoods apart and made them, I think, permanently uh, different. Even when nightlife returns to Marim Khayyad and Jemezi, even when residents return slowly, even when you see homes restored, it's a permanent scar. And if it's not always visible, it lives inside. And every day, people come in and out of Beirut, heading north from the city or coming from the north down to Beirut. You see the silos, but you get used to it. It's no longer, uh, it's just the background. It's the whatever's left of the sinos. Summer, winter, rain, shine, they're there. And they become less problematic. They fit into the background. Like other eyesores in this country that define war. Uh, we maybe sometimes look to them in a poetic way and try to find meaning and, if, if possible, beauty beneath the pain. But there are ugly, ugly eyesores throughout the country that resemble pain. Long ago, people got used to looking at the Holiday Inn, Burj al-Mur. I mean, the green line prior to Solidir, that was roughly 20 years of bullet-ridden, shell-destroyed, a once bustling city center turned into nature, landmines, stray dogs, sewage, and rubble, people got used to it too. So people get used to many things in this country. Adjustment rather than resilience, I think, is a better word. 
But those two cases, you have an assassination in the early morning hours, an ambush, kidnapping, bullets that kill Luqman Slim, ammonium nitrate left for up to seven years in the middle of Beirut, 2,000 tons siphoned off from a 2,700-ton storage, 700 tons left, left in ways that are unthinkable, exposure, recklessness, decay, lack of security, lack of oversight, and then you have the largest non-nuclear blast that actually tore apart the home that I record my episodes and tore apart too many homes and killed too many in this country in 2020, 30 years after the civil war ended. And Lukman Slim's assassination, a reminder that no matter how long since the Syrians left this country, Hezbollah continues to demand full control over the most important security components in this country and no political opposition that can, that can actually harm Hezbollah's infrastructure. And Luqman is the most recent reminder of that. You cannot get entangled in their security web. If you do, you get killed. Stability, I think, now refers to calming the situation down while giving Hezbollah a pass cooling the temperature down, and letting Assad gain some foothold. Cosmetic changes in the South in return for partial implementation of 1701. Less battlefield role once there's a permanent ceasefire in Gaza and a pro-Hezbollah candidate in Ba'abda. no longer any serious consideration for a diplomatic exit of Iran from Lebanon. Rather, looking at Iran as a stabilizing force. Not good or bad. More in, it can bring a sense of stability. In return for economic growth under that, security blanket, and some softening of what looks less and less like an anti-Israel force and more and more like an Iranian regime-preserving entity based in this country. Stability, if you look at it now over the last three decades, you will see security that was used to legitimize the Syrian presence in this country after Michel Aoun was kicked out of Ba'abda, and after Samir Jaja was imprisoned, really, I mean, in the early 1990s, the acceptance that the Syrians can pick and choose their opponents in this country and can also strategically pacify a situation that they can also make volatile within seconds. That situation, I think, is what Hezbollah does now. They determine the levers of war, and they determine when peace is suitable, but peace on their terms, which really means at the end of the day, uh, there is no serious discussion happening about turning Lebanon into a uh, 
governable state without that security pressure or security burden. Now, if you let stability reign, and if this round ends in, in Hezbollah's favor, and something that has already happened, which is a psychological victory that happens if you survive, in that Hezbollah did not get engaged in an all-out war with Israel, was cautious in its calculations, primarily due to Iran not willing and not eager to have another front opened where Hezbollah could be seriously injured. They come out winning the psychological battle. They have won over some mines in Lebanon, and those mines, I think, are probably so focused on Palestinians suffering only that they no longer see Hezbollah as a problem. They see it as a buffer. And that's the propaganda Hezbollah used to use in the 1990s. And too many, I think, uh, subscribe to that idea again. And the longer the battlefield issue continues, the more Hezbollah becomes favorable to that community, which is, I think, a, a soft acceptance or a soft... Uh, willingness to look at Hezbollah as not a problematic entity, rather filling in the state's role. This is the bullshit stuff that they fed us for many years. And uh, it seeps in, not necessarily to their allies only, it sometimes seeps in to nominal opponents that become sympathetic when there's war in the South. So stability gives them the upper hand, politically, psychologically. It entails also that an assassination three and a half years later, stability requires people to simply accept that, that once you get entangled in Hezbollah's security infrastructure, if you try to undermine it politically, diplomatically, non-violently, you get killed. It's an accepted issue now. And accept it's almost like that's the price you pay and there's nothing you can do about it, which is a terrible ending for any thought about recovering a semblance of justice in Lebanon. And the other end of it, the Port Plast, where Lebanese have to accept that there will simply be no investigation done, no international action taken, no Lebanese prime minister that is willing to risk putting this issue into something that could resemble if done correctly, could resemble something as long and tiresome as the Special Tribunal for Lebanon. The appetite is not there. The diplomatic energy is not there. And there's no Lebanese voice on the table anyway doing that. The voices that are on the table have surrendered authority to Hezbollah. And now they speak, they echo that group's needs. They don't speak on Lebanon's behalf. That's what stability does. I think if that is the norm now for what is supposed to be good to Lebanon, instability is the better option. There's no need to have a Hezbollah ally in Ba'abda. And there's no need to give Hezbollah added leverage in this country as a gift to Iran post-ceasefire in Gaza. And there's no need to accept murder or ammonium nitrate or anything that keeps Lebanon as a permanent battlefield now 34 years since the civil war ended, there's no need to accept that either. It's a price no one should pay. It's a price no society should pay. And it's the price Lebanon continues to pay. 
So resilience, resistance, stability. I think these are the things that can take Lebanon to hell. Why should anyone give a pass to those that helped stockpile all that ammonium nitrate? And why should anyone give a pass to the hitmen that work for Hezbollah, that killed many Lebanese before Luqman and will continue to kill anyone that dares challenge their authority? There should be no pass and stability should not guarantee their victory.